Kendall, you want some bullshit. Anyway, <laughs> good thing I can edit this shit out. <laughs> Speak power. Power, power. So yeah, today's topic, we're gonna talk about fear. Ooh, fear. Don't be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> For real though, like we talk about fear, y'all. If y'all not ready and you're fearful of what we about to talk about, oh well, you gotta sit and listen. Ha <laughs> ha. Yes. We need all the support we can get. Absolutely. So let's see. Let's look up what fear means. If you hear baby, that's my baby, Asha. Asha, right. Asha, say hi. Hey. Don't mess with that. <laughs> right. Oh, this, I done went straight to this. Ain't that something? But see, this is how when you connect it, you go straight to something that I, yes. I never underlined that. Ooh, girl. I went straight to this page because I was looking for that. And then it opened back up to this page. Girl. Okay, we going to get to that right after. Yeah, we go ahead. No, you so. finished, but I just want to tell you, like, I didn't underline that. So, uh, Miss Swiss Foreign here has found a gold mine in this book. What's Absolutely. that book called? This is James Allen, but this one is uh, From Poverty to Power. Uh, the Mine is the Master book has like a lot of his editions in it. It's his classic book with yeah, all of his books in one. Because uh, my dad, Ed Kendall, he has it. it. Yeah. Uh, Kendall's my brother, by the way. Yeah. You go hear us say that a few times. He's my brother. Right. Absolutely. So, <laughs> fear. <laughs> mm. It says. What is this thing? Let's see, this is on dictionary.com. A distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain, etc. Whether the threat is real or imagined, the feeling or condition of being afraid. Afraid. Mm. Okay. And then number two says a specific instance of a, um, what is that? Propensity. Yeah, propensity for such a feeling. Mm. And then they got sentiments like, what is that? Uh, for foreboding, mm-hmm. um, apprehension, um, cons- consternation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, consternation, dismay, dread, dread terror, terror, fright, panic, panic horror. Yeah. What is that? Tre- Trepidation. Yep. Trepidation. And what is that? Qualm. Qualm. How is that pronounced? Qualm. Qualm. Yep. You okay. said it right. Anxiety, ooh, ooh okay. <laughs> apprehension, disqui- disquiet, hesitation, misgiving, nervousness, mm-hmm. objection, pain. Well, I ain't gonna read all this. Yeah, but y'all, y'all get, get the y'all get the y'all yeah. get the picture. Concern, anxiety. Uh, yep. Distressing, distressing emotions aroused by impeding danger. Okay. Mm-hmm. Distressing emotions. Distressing emotions. So what what arouses this fear that we have. Well, we have to think about what makes us afraid. Absolutely. What, what, what makes us fearful. And um, I guess we could get personal with it. You know, for mm. me, mm. i never been really afraid of anything, to be honest. Because, I mean, a lot of stuff just happens in front of me. I, you know how you don't get the time to process mm-hmm. what you saw? And that's kind of what happened to me. Like... I don't know if I'm scared or just shocked or, you know, whatever happens. Like, I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So, like, um, there's been many times where I've been like, what what the hell is going on? How am I supposed to process hey. what's going on? What's she doing? Oh. Ooh. Clean up on aisle three. Well, while mama is doing mommy duties, you go, mama. Swiss foreign is an amazing mother. Thank you. So, for me, the I, I think the 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 time that I was most afraid. Uh, once again, my name is Akua Blue, so it, I don't think I mentioned that already. But my parents, uh, they've always had a, a difficult relationship. Is that you? Yeah, that's my phone. I don't know who calling. 
Who is it? It don't say your name. Oh, I'll worry about it later. But yeah, so uh, my parents always had a difficult relationship with each other um, due to financial, uh, just being in sync with each other mentally. And, you know, that's the hardest thing to do in a relationship in general. But we're not talking about relationships. Um, I remember they fought each other um, one night. Uh, it was around Christmas. Uh, and it was many years ago. I was uh, five, six years old. I was just telling of Swiss Foreign about this in the car today. They they fought. They le legitimately fought. And I'm young and I'm watching them really, like, going at it. They, like... They really like angry. I don't even remember what the argument was about, but it was to the point where, you know, the house was in in shambles. Like <laughs> the house was, it, you could feel the energy when you walk in the room. It's you could feel that there was something wrong. And so for me, when I witnessed my parents fight for the first time, I didn't know how to process it, but I definitely knew I was scared because I was crying. Like I was crying my eyes out. I'm like, what the hell? What are my parents doing? You know they. They really going at it, and I don't ever really see them like that, you know, at the time. So when I got to witness it firsthand, it was like it was like the end of the world for me. And um, it, it um, I guess I could say I developed a fear of being in a relationship where we don't see eye to eye. You Absolutely. know, you know, like that's we, where our first fears, not to cut you off, yeah, come from. Yes, is our parents exactly. Because that's our first encounter. Go ahead. I just wanted to, because I'm going to touch on something where, you know, with my parents also, where I guess it started for me too. Yeah. And it's like, like she said, you know, when you see stuff like that at a young age. You're traumatized. Yes. And they don't talk about that with kids. But when these things happen, just like at war with the uh, our soldiers, they come back with PS, PSTD or something yeah. like that. And that's because of what they see. So just imagine we're seeing stuff like that as kids in our household. You're right. But ain't nothing wrong with us or, you know, we just bad or, you know, but to let you finish. But to touch on that, that's true. You're right. We traumatize and they don't even acknowledge it. And it is, it's unfortunate because in a, in a black household, to get more specific, I mean, it may not apply to all black people, but for most people that come from you know, some form of uh, bad neighborhoods or not even bad neighborhoods, just right. black people in general, we, we take mental or anything that has to do with, uh, you know, dysfunctions and psychologically and stuff like that. We take it and just be like, oh, hide it. Yeah. We hide push it, it to the side, push it to the side. Like it's like, and they supposed to be like, that. Right. you know, it's just the way they, first of all, you never know what it is. It could be something mentally that was developed for something you've seen. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Fear, fear, you know, it, it, it's a distressing emotion. Yes. Fear. <laughs> and it, But at the same time, with it, this is where black gratitude comes in. Right. Without that fear, you wouldn't know what the rest of what comes after fear, you know, Absolutely. like being brave. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't know what that is or, you know, just getting through it in mm -hmm. general. To face your fears in general, it helps you so much towards your future in terms of future relationships. Like for me, I'm in a relationship right now and I'm very happy. I'm just going to put that out there. But I do have my, you know, my isms, my thoughts like, What's going to happen to us? You know, are we going to have our first big fight and we're never going to get back from it? Relationship you know? fears. Yes. <laughs> you know? Relationship fears. Like, am I going to... Every woman has them. If, am I going to uh, experience what my mom experienced? Am I going to experience right. what my dad experienced? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be that moment in time mm -hmm. where we'll never be the same again? Right. You know? How, how, do I, how do I live with that? How do I change it? How do I transform that issue of having that fear mm -hmm. of being in that standpoint in my relationship? Absolutely. And not just that. Like, there's been many times where I was scared okay. for my life. Um, another example, I I went out with my boyfriend, and we had a great time. We went to a concert um, to go see the group King. If you never heard of them, you should look them up. They're amazing black women with magical voices. But... We had a great time. We went to L Club. We was chilling. And we had a few drinks in our system, whatnot, whatever. And we went to go get something to eat at a Coney Island. And um, 
I never, I when I go to this Coney Island specifically, I never had an experience where something bad happened to me or whatever. We just get our food and go. This night was a whole different story. We both got jumped. I got punched in the face. He got beat the fuck out of, um, even got cut by a knife, all this other stuff. And it was from three individuals that was just fucking around. They looked like they were, you know, under the influence of some kind of drug or whatever. And it was just like, whoa, what the fuck? And I was genuinely, like, like, you know, it was like a big slap in the face. Because it's like, we chilling, we having a good time, everything going right, we get food, and next thing you know, you get jumped at a fucking Coney Island. Like, no reason. No apparent reason. Nobody knows. Like, and then... You get these signs here and there. They're not even signs. It's, everything's coming out in that moment. And you're like, what the fuck is it's going, going on? on? Right. And it's just like, I, that's when I was genuinely scared. Because I never experienced that before. And two, you're not expecting to get jumped at a Coney Island. You know, you, know, you expected to get your food, go home um, and chill. Exactly. You know, and then it, it was just the, the worst night I ever had to... I, I was like upset I had to experience that. I was like really, really scared. And on top of that, these people were a part of a game. I don't know what, you know, I don't know which game, I don't know where exactly they're from, but they were affiliated with, you know, gang violence and stuff. And it, it almost seemed like they just did that shit for fun, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. Like, oh, we go mess with these motherfuckers for fun. Yeah. And it's just like, what what initial thought in your head that made you say like, oh, look at a man and his girl. We going to fuck them up. Yeah. You know, like, like what does it? That's fear inside of them. Somebody didn't done it to them where it they they had to do it to somebody else because that's something I'm going to touch on today. I was reading out of Miguel uh, Ruiz, his book, The Four Agreements, and he talk about. What you give out is what's going to come back to you or have been given to you. Yes. And I feel like, and that go back to the family fear thing, you know, them being raised in traumatized homes and, you know, something fearful happening to them that it's fun to see it happen to somebody else. Like, yes. I just, I, I, I can't say I don't understand. I'm going to just say it's a shame that. You know, we don't spend time trying to correct the problem, but we want to take the problem and lock it up or, you know, take the problem and call it this and put it in this group. But, OK, what is this stemming from? Let's let's trace these people back down to when they were kids. Yes, and, yes. you know, how were their parents raised? What neighborhood did they come from? OK, where did they go to school? Did they finish school? You know, mm-hmm. why not? find the problem did they even the even have, did they did they even have parents to begin with absolutely. you know did they have people to support them absolutely. at all you know that, and that that's absolutely it, it's like our initial thought is to be scared and be like fuck the motherfuckers they yep. should die yep. they should be in prison Woody yep. whoop, whatever yep. but you know i didn't even have that thought oh. in the head mm-hmm. if anything i was upset that that even happened and i was just like whatever happens to them the universe will take care of absolutely them. i i I used to be that type like shit. I'm gonna get him back, whatever. When I was younger, because I, I always yeah, that's it. all. That's what we were taught. Or exactly. That's what we seen. That's the I'm human. Get your ass back. Somebody like on point. I'm gonna fuck you up. When what? we get back to the hood, somebody gonna fuck you right. up. I'm gonna get my brother and my cousin. Blah blah blah. You know, it, it, it's right. always like we always had that revenge. Like oh, exactly. Ooh, I'm like I'm ready. I'm ready to roll that's up my sleeve. That's all I knew. That's all I knew. And it, it was out of pure fear but yes. it also was anger you know mm-hmm. and with- it was programming too like that's all how could you know different and I tell my husband this all the time because he expects more from me and I told him you know I had I didn't even know they expect more from myself yet I'm learning because how I was raised you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying I didn't people didn't take the time out I was blessed to be able to make it and do the things that I did and to understand life. The people don't know my life. You're they right. only know what they see. Exactly. But like I tell my husband all the time, I am in transformation because now I'm teaching myself. Mm-hmm. I only had in me what was taught to that I had taken away from where I was raised, but that don't mean it was the right thing. Right. If you was taught the whole opposite of what was right was wrong. And I try to tell them this all the time when I do some backwards shit, <laughs> I'll be like, I told you I'm coming from, from right, from wrong to right. So I'm switching this shit back around. I thought right was right. And wrong was wrong. So, you know, I'm getting it together now, but I mean, and it's a true statement. I mean, I'm laughing and everything about it. But I'm happy that I can identify it and that I can speak about it because 
I'm not fearful about it anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm taking that fear from what I didn't know, identifying it, and I'm fixing it. I'm either getting rid of it or I'm making new agreements to be a better person in that area. Exactly. So where I came from will not make me. Of course. And no, I didn't come from a good place. And my heart I was and my spirit was, that had never changed. But my atmosphere and my circumstances was not the best for my teaching. But obviously it was. It's why it got me to the point where I am now. So mm -hmm. I can't take that away. But that means that I need to get to the bottom of what I went through so that I can understand the people that's growing up behind me and have some of these same ways and thoughts. You know, I wanted to have a J's and, you know, I was fearful of letting people see who I really was. So I tried to cover it up. Mm -hmm. I need to have this shoe. I need to have this purse. I need to be fresh every month. Every No, no. Let my little light shine. You know what I'm saying? It's not all about the material things. Like... Because that shit will not make you happy. Excuse my French. But I have attained so many things that was material. Not saying I've had everything. But anything that my mind could conjure up that I wanted, I went out there and got it. But guess what? As soon as I got it, that shit was old. The next day, I still was feeling a certain type. It doesn't. It's a temporary fix. It's always you know, it's a fear of somebody... Not liking you from what you have that you think is valuable when the real value is you. Exactly. And that, that traces to the saying in um, Nietzsche and Daishode Buddhism, you have absolute happiness and you have um, temporary happiness. Yeah. Your your temporary happiness are the things, like you said, materialistic things, you know, short-term shirt goals, short-term uh, moments of, oh, I'm feeling desires. myself. You know, or, you desires. Know, feeling, ooh, that made me feel good. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, like you know, it, uh, along with you know, to get more deeper, like sex or mm -hmm. or drugs. You know, like I like to smoke me a little something now and then, whatever. That's my temporary happiness, or you know, food. Mm -hmm. e even oh, as food is killing America, y'all. <laughs> hey, we didn't get so stuck in our ways. We be on Facebook posting food with the cheesy, hell the, the yeah. heart shit. I mean, you know, and I'm not, don't, I'm never like talking against nobody because I've done it and I do it, but I'm noticing and I'm getting knowledge to change these habits, but they killing us with the food. Hell yeah. Like literally we, we love, I'm going to eat this and you know, sort this and no, y'all got to understand, baby. They, they killing us with the food. Like for real, like we got to be more smart about these decisions we make about what we do instead of always spending time posting posting read about what's really going on like just get some information this is what the internet is for they put it in our face but then they put facebook book out there and now y'all don't even use google no more Hell google no. what's this word mean dictionary what y'all don't <laughs> y'all don't even use them apps no more all y'all do is go straight to facebook Instagram, you know, all that. And I used to be there, you know what I'm saying? But my body and my mind wouldn't allow me to do it every day because my mind is used to having knowledge in a certain way. Like, I come from the old school where we, we use pens, papers, wrote notes, and wrote letters. And how much time we got? Uh, I think we got a few more minutes. Okay. We do it good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So... Um, you know, we, we come from a different era and I feel like this, I was telling my husband this the other day and I, and I'm only going to take a little time on this, but I just want to share this with y'all that we are in a bubble. I was just driving and I just noticed, you know, everybody, they turn a little steering wheel and bend a corner and they whip, but not knowing that you protected by a car, we really can't see who you are. You being who you want us to see. So I told him, I said, babe, what? What if we was in them times where we didn't have cars and buildings and we had to walk, be around right. here, barefoot, go out and catch our own food? Yes. And, you know, our job was to make sure we had food and make sure we had shelter to, you know, instead of people building our stuff and then we owe them and pay, you know, we have these bubbles of protection that where we can't really see who people are. And that's where the computer has really became the biggest oh. bubble. You know what I'm saying? So... But that was something I wanted to share. But um, how much time we got left, Akula? We we got plenty of time. Oh, okay. To be I'm so, just rolling. Whatever. Yeah. You do, I'm. Yeah. We just. We, hey, you know, we, we freestyle. We so chilling. This you ain't know? no formatted. This is just you know us letting y'all know how our heart feel for the day. You know, because we we talk all the time. Yeah. yeah me this and my is like these are regular conversations. conversations. Yeah. That we have amongst our family. Like, we'll just be sitting here, be me and I am. And we started being men. 
Kendall, we'll get into argument. Naeem be like, hold up. Blah, blah, blah. I got my opinion. Like, we are very opinionated people and we look for the answer, the right answer, the truth, the belief. So, we just sharing with y'all something that we feel is sometimes better than getting on there, putting something online and doing this, doing that. Listen and see what's really going on and that you ain't by yourself and that, you know, maybe you might find a cure to the mental illness or block or fog that you got going on just because you your mind is master. Your mind is powerful. Your mind control everything that goes on, period. Mm-hmm. Without that, you can't. It's nothing you can do. It's like the computer. That's what the computer is. It's the mind yes. that controls ah. all us people. You know what I'm saying? It allows us to con- connect with different people across the world. You know, our mind is just like that, okay? Of course. Our mind is more powerful than a computer. So you can't let that die. You have to feed it. And I'm going to continue to always be the one to say that my mind is fertile. So guess what? I have to watch what the seeds that I plant. And I just wanted to uh, touch on some of the things that I'm reading um, before I go into the fear again. But uh, I'm reading a book I mentioned in the last podcast called The Four Agreements. And it's, he's talking about four agreements in life that we have to take to be, to not be domest- to not be domesticated, you know. And number one I want to share with y'all today is to be impeccable uh, with your word. To be impeccable with your word. Your word is the power that you have to create. Your word is the power you have to create. So watch what you say and take pride in what you say. Be impeccable. Okay. Uh, What you dream, what you feel, and what you really are will all be manifested through the word. Of course. Remember that word. Okay. Impeccable in Latin means peccatus. And the ein means without Sin is what impeccable means. Something you do that goes against yourself. That is what sin is. And I'm not going to get into the religion thing about, oh, the Ten Commandments. And this is the first time y'all heard of sin because it was a religion thing. But this made so much sense to me. It said sin is something you do that go against yourself. Yes. So like that go against boom, your, your values. About what get, you believe. Exactly. Right? You can't give me Ten Commandments and tell me to follow these. And if I don't, I'm sinning. First of all, people do things according to their circumstance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, and I'm not going to touch too hard on that because you know how y'all people get about your religion. But uh, to, impe- to be impeccable with your word. Here, mama, you can't have that. We want something else. To be impeccable with your word is to be without sin. And sin is something you do that is against yourself boom so let me take it down to self-rejection is the biggest sin you can commit self-rejection hey guys that do comes, y'all hear me and that comes with you hello hell yeah you can't reject yourself you give everything else all this time stop rejecting yourself love yourself love yourself Love yourself love yourself yes because and that's the hardest thing for us as um humans and black individuals being black is like being an african-american being black being brown being a a darker color you already being discriminated yes you You already being pushed to the side like we ain't shit like literally we're just shit even the old people be like oh that baby light-skinned i went over this lady's house and she was like Look at that high yellow baby. Like, they make you feel like this is a superior thing. And yes. I'm not going to go into that right now. But that's just one thing. It, it, it makes you feel a certain type of way when the skin color has to be a, the subject of the conversation. Like, that should never be something that you say. I understand that's a pretty baby, this, this, and that. But that lets us know that the color do make a difference. It you know, does. even though it shouldn't. But it does to most people. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even with the... That'd be the first thing a man say. Look at that light-skinned red bone. Right, right, right. They like foreign bitches. And blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. and then they be like, oh, she cute to be dark-skinned. Like, the color make her look different. different like, yeah. Or, she either pretty or she not. Right, it's not... You know? It shouldn't be a stigma or ism no. about the color of your skin at all. No, you it know, shouldn't. Everyone's beautiful in their own way, especially Absolutely. dark-skinned women. Yes. You know? And like... For me, like, it's it's so funny. Like, me and my siblings, we're actually, like, three different colors. And it's funny as hell. I'm the caramel one. My brother is the light-skinned one. And my other brother, he is dark as all hell. And it's like, we all are attractive in our own way. The color has nothing to do with that. 
And you know, some people say they see no color and stuff. With yes, they do. They see. I'm color. sorry. You know, you you, you, you the see first color. thing you see. What do you see when you see me? Like if you heard me on the phone talking to you, you would have no, thought I was white. Or or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You hear somebody else talking on the phone, you automatically judge their color. Yes, exactly. You don't say. I wonder oh, what that sound like a. I wonder what ethnicity they are. Exactly. Blah blah blah. Like. Hmm. I wonder That's what she looks like. That's the first thing you That's ask true. when you ask to describe somebody. Are they white or black? Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Are they yeah. Arab or are they Lebanese? Yeah. Like, you know, like it, it's always this or that. Yeah. But That's true. what I'm getting at with, you know, color in general is just because we're a different color doesn't mean we have to fear the, the things that come with it. Absolutely if anything, not. we have to embrace those obstacles we have just by being the color that That's we are. True. That's you know, true. Um, I was I was just uh, stopped by the police the other day because um, we were just chilling. Mm-hmm. We were chilling. We were drinking and stuff, but we were literally just chilling. And the only reason they came towards us, if it was anybody else, they probably would have let us go. Absolutely. But the fact that we were black, it, we already targeted. Yeah. You know, not just by police, but society in general. That's you go true. to you go to places like the suburbs, Novi, Livonia. You know, if you listen, if you live in Michigan, and you you know you understand, it's the same way when you go to different states. You know, right. there's always that side of town that's purely white, mm-hmm. and automatically black people get scared when they go to those areas. I had a friend that come that came to visit me one day from the hood and was like, "Oh, I can't be out there." Yeah, they used to say that too. When we stayed in Warren, they used to be like, you live in Warren. Like, what are y'all talking about? I don't never, I ride past the police and throw up the deuces, but that goes to having your shit together. Yeah. Period. Now, I understand together. Yeah, you should be scared, but like at a certain age, y'all got to, come on now, insurance on your vehicles and, you know, stuff like that. You got kids. You you got to make sure that you taking the proper steps to secure your ass exactly as a, as a black person being in this fearful society, for no reason exactly yeah. like, we have to have our shit together and it's not because somebody else says something about it it's right. just the fact that if you don't want to have those problems you need to take care of your shit that's true flat out yeah like you need to have it all together that's i true. mean i'm not talking about having a job or nothing like that i'm saying if you know if you got a car you should have license and right. insurance if you have a car and don't get any license, then you're making a backwards decision. Let's spend the money getting your license first and continue walking or taking the bus or getting rides or whatever. We got to stop thinking. Yeah, we got to stop thinking backwards so much. Like, because mm-hmm. if you get the car with no insurance and no license, it can get taken away. You're right. But you're if right. you spend a little more time to make sure you got your license and you're able to get, you know, insurance. But which I know is hard, y'all, for us the insurance, because they tore our ass down when we moved to Detroit from Warren with them insurance prices. So I totally understand. But guess what? We have to buckle down on that shit and still get it, no matter if it took everything. You know what I'm saying? Took and everything we got. Regardless. Sometimes so, that's what it takes. Oh, you be I got two spoiled kids, you know, and I'm going to blame it on my husband because he he uh, provides me to be able to be at home with them 24-7 and hold their tails all day and love them and stuff. So when they don't have my attention, they know how to make certain noises, which they don't be crying. But they be, I guess, telling me that, get me right now. And no, I don't want you to do that. Give me that phone. Throw my phone. And, you know, just, yeah. What? What you want? What do you want? What Asha, do you want, lady? Asha is the cutest thing that walked among this earth. What do you want, lady? I don't care what y'all got to say. What do you want, lady? One day she'll be the next Gerber baby. What do you baby. want, lady? Who knows? What do you want, lady? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Girl. but, uh, you know. But, like, you know, that, that's the whole point we trying to make. If you fearful of certain things in your life. Face it. Face that shit and take care of your business. Tear that shit Because down. nobody's going to take care of your business. Period. When, when fear comes with anxiety. When anxiety Absolutely. comes with an unstable mind, an unstable lifestyle. That's true. And you, you know, know what? I didn't, I mean, I would hear the word anxiety and people take Xanax and then, this shit ain't no joke. Nah, like I, I understand the anxiety and it is the mind. Period. It's not like okay, you can get anxiety and you take these pills and it go away. Uh, go away. It's still there. It's just it's it's reducing 
you know, the stress off of you, but that don't mean that it's taking anxiety. Like I said, get to the problem, oh, not man. a temporary fix, you know, that's going to cool you out for a minute. Then it, then it arrives. Let's get to the problem of why the anxiety and depression and stuff is happening. It's because of trauma. Something has hit you that you wasn't stable enough to take in your mind and that it was just so ferocious that it, it not your mind. I mean, you know, it took you to that point of where you felt uncomfortable. Like, Oh my God, like this can happen. You know, you don't feel complete or comfortable. And hey, hey, what, what, what's up? What do you want? I'm, I'm willing to give you what you want. What do you want to do? But, um, our mind guys, I'm telling you what we put in our, yeah, (laughs) what you put in your body, it, 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 it makes you think a certain way. Like, these I, I came up with these three things: the the mind, the body, and what we put in the body that allows to come out of the body. So if you put in, just imagine. First of all, you got this body, which is what has been given to you, which is your God, your body. Because if you don't have a body, you can't do anything. Without your body, you can't do anything. So, what's more important than that? If, of course. if you can tell me what's more important than your body, then we may might have a conversation. But first of all, the body. And this they even say this in the Bible, but people be taking it the wrong way. The body is your body. Period. Because you have to feed your body what it needs to consistently work together as organs. Like music, you ever heard of organs with music? It's all con- we all connected, and y'all don't even see it. It's so simple, but you have to blow the horn the right way. You got to play the tune on the piano the right way. You have to feed the body the right way, and you have to feed the mind the right way because that affects the way you think and what you say, Hell yeah. and what you speak into your life. Because you can speak magic into your life or you can speak destruction into your life so be very i want you guys to remember this be careful what you say be impeccable with your words like i said the law of the attraction period when you when you speak and say something out loud best believe the universe god whoever you believe in is listening absolutely and they take those words into consideration absolutely when you say i hate my job yeah when you say I you hate my job. You won't be there long. Right. You won't be there long or it'll be worse. You better be believe worse. that. Exactly. It'll be worse, worse than yep. what you thought it was. Absolutely. If you say, I don't like this person. I don't want to deal with him. You're going to deal with him right. regardless. You're going to deal with him or her, whoever, regardless of, of the situation. Because every relationship and encounter and, and thing is a lesson. Oh, wow. I just came up with a new image, too. We got this clothing line coming out but oh, yeah. like the body as a tree almost like you know what i'm saying hell yeah and have it in like a simple form but oh, with if, the y'all don't know, too. if y'all don't know yeah. promotion time promotion time so we have started our own clothing design called ase emporium ase represents our names akua shaquan emporium iconic yeah and we, we all that because our words is what we are exactly so we we we, we don't take it lightly when we when we brand ourselves of so, course and yeah. we we are actually uh, making mother's Day's baskets yeah um with our t-shirt with our official logo coming soon right so if you want to purchase one or whatever hit us up Absolutely. It's only thirty five dollars, and whoever you want to give that shirt to, you it better be your mama. Absolutely, <laughs> it better be somebody you consider your mama. Absolutely, give them something nice. The baskets are gonna be so nice. Right. The shirt is gonna be amazing, and it will be it'll be a beautiful thing to give to your mother or that significant person that you consider your parent. Right, you absolutely. Know? So yeah, but we are trying to do. What the opposite of what we've seen and what we've done, you know, we want to own our own business. We want to be our own boss. We want to teach our people that we can work together at the end of the day, no matter what you see or what you do. We got to help each other, period. And and when I say each other, it don't matter what race, but we do need to start within our communities, which is mostly black. So I'm not just saying that like, oh, we just helping black people. We helping whoever want to help themselves be happy and know the right way to live in. It ain't just about race. Even though people say, yeah, they, you know, this, this and that and this. Yeah, but we have no control over what somebody else do. We of do course. have control over what, what we do. What, yeah. And what we put out there. So. 
And what we do inspires others to do the same thing. Absolutely. And that, like I said, touching bases on fear and stuff. When we're fearful of certain things and certain, you know, things in our life, certain things we do in our life, that affects our people. That affects people in your life. When, like, for example, if you if you're a mother and uh, you have a fear of going outside for yeah, some reason. That used to be my fear. I'm just, she, hey, look, I didn't know she was going to say that, but you know, I promise y'all I'm, I got to touch on story this because time. she said it. Story time. But this was my third child. Oh, my God, guys. It's, I mean, I make this story as short as I can, but just about fear. My first time experiencing a fear that I knew what it was and I had to face it like a warrior. You know, I had to face it myself without anything, with my mental battle. Okay, boom. I had my daughter, uh, Asheree. I had high blood pressure through the pregnancy with her, which I wasn't fearful of high blood pressure. Okay, high blood pressure, whatever. I'm going to live and I'm going to have my baby. So I was in and out of the hospital the last couple of months that uh, she was due. She ended up coming early anyway at six weeks. And um, oh, and um, I was in the hospital uh, the last week. I went into the hospital and I stayed in there. But I didn't let my mind know that I was sick. So that's how I know the mind is the master. So once I went in there and it was just so much my blood, they couldn't get my blood pressure down. You know, they had to induce my labor. And, you know, she just wasn't coming because it was early. So my blood pressure would not go down. It was just really, really high. So the nurses was coming back and forth. And this goes to show you the power of word. The nurses was coming back and forth, back and forth, whatever. And one of the nurses that was really nice to me that was taking care of me, she was like, you know what? Your blood pressure is so high. It's like you were running a marathon, you know? And she was just, you know, after she built this trust with me, it seemed like she started telling me this negativity. Like, you know, I've never seen a blood pressure. So this is her putting in this negative, you know, thinking in my mind, like my blood pressure that high, like, you know, uh, some people don't make it and this, this, and that and heart attacks and all this. She was just putting all this in my mind and which I didn't have this blood pressure uh, problem before when I was pregnant with the other baby, but I didn't have this person putting this negative connotation in my mind. So I knew this and I'm just rephrasing back to it because this is a thought that I always have and I have to fight it daily, but you know, it had put this fear about this blood pressure in my mind. So while I'm in the hospital, all I could think about is, oh, heart attack. And will I be there for my kids? As she planted this seed, I allowed her to plant that seed in my mind. And through the uh, me having the baby, uh, they end up keeping me for a week because, you know, my blood pressure wouldn't go down and I had to have a blood transfusion. You know, everything was happening. But this thought had hurt me worse than the problems I was having and not knowing at the time that it was the thought though that she had placed in my mind of how bad it was because shit it didn't change you know it was like that but she got to talking to me Mm -hmm. so I just had this in my mind that I wouldn't make it and you know I never seen nobody coming here with a blood pressure this high and and, you know this anyway to get to the point of fear when I came home with my kids uh, after we, uh, weeks of being in and out of the hospital for the blood pressure to get it under control, you know, they said that I have postpartum and, you know, the hypertension. Um, so I'm back and forth in the hospital and then, you know, uh, day by day, soon as it go up, you know, I'm going back into the hospital. So I had created this fear in my heart about not living because of this blood pressure thing, like, oh, my God, I could have a heart attack. I could, you know, I don't want to leave the house. What if something happened? I got the kids and da-da-da. Like, it just, everything started hitting me from there, from this one woman that I don't even remember her name. She was a good nurse. But now that I think about it, she wasn't because she planted all this fear in my mind that allowed me to build this fear about blood pressure and this, this, and that. And, you know, the postpartum was going on. I couldn't sleep. And, you know, I was taking care of my kids and doing, you know, my best with it. But the fear, oh, my God, I I really feel for a lot of mothers that have kids in this postpartum hit. Because I didn't know about postpartum until it really, really hit me. And it was because of the fear. And, and, And I think it comes also from not having nobody there. To be like, are you okay to talk to? You know, you can't be alone in postpartum. Like, I think that's the number one thing. And this, I'm speaking off experience, not off what the doctors thinking, this, this, and that, and testing, and this, this, and that. 
I'm speaking off a woman that analyzes what happens to her. And I and I make sure that I write down and understand, okay, this happened to me. I'm going to conquer this. You know, and I, and what hurt me the most is like, dang, this is happening to a lot of women, young black women, young, you know, uh, Caucasian women, Mexican, whatever. This is happening to them. But this fear allowed me to not want to go nowhere, not want to drive, not want to. Till I looked at fear, Buddhism helped me, even though it was in me that I'm not, once I identified it, you know, that I had this fear to take my kids anywhere or to go anywhere because of this postpartum and this thing with, you know, the blood pressure. And it was just like, Buddhism, I promise you, I, I started chanting, Nam Yo Renge Kyo, and it allowed me to even relax my mind to know I am in control. Like I can speak and I will push till I get to that fear and knock it over or fall dead. But I will not waddle in my mess or I will not waddle in my fear. I will not. I will move forward with a positive force, positive initiatives. Nothing's too small to make a difference, quoted by Ron, <laughs> Ronald Barker. Ronald Barker is too my father. <laughs> yes. He is my father. Yes, we are surrounded by all this beautiful knowledge, spiritual. You know, we, we are blessed to have the people we have around us. But I'm going to end this with this. To all my mothers out there, I love you. Push past that fear. Push, push, push. You will make it and you will see that you will stand strong because I did and I didn't have no medicine and I didn't have no doctors or distance and I used my mind and the practice of Buddhism helped me because it gave me the tools to know that the power was in me, that I could speak it and that I could live it. And I'm just so thankful to be where I am right now that I have the power to continue to move forward, even though it come, but I conquer it every day because people, you got to understand fear comes to you every day, but only when we recognize is when we feel uncomfortable about that fear, that one fear that's coming is when we really recognize it and be, you know, and pay attention to it. So with that being the thing that made me recognize that the fear tried to take me over, I will not let you because I speak my destiny and I speak power into my life and into my children's life. And I will not allow negative things to come in my mind to, to make, Make me be in a stagnant period. So with that being said, I just want to send shots out and blessings to all the mothers out there and the fathers, uh, the people out there that suffer fear because it's a disease. It's a mental disease. It's the only thing that can stop and create disease is fear. Exactly. If you look at it, if you look at it, you know, because without that, we could push past anything. Anything. So I just want to say I love you guys. Push for moms, single moms, moms with husbands and the husbands that's with the moms that's going through it. It is something real out there and you can conquer it. I love you guys. But that was the story on that, that I pushed past my fear, my postpartum. I don't even want to call it all that stuff, but that is the doctor's words. What it's called is a fight with your mind of course. because that's all it becomes. It's the battle. Is the, the battle, battle. and it's I am we are warriors believe that sometimes it's even a war yeah but that you know take that and pass that along to somebody that hey it's only in the mind and start feeding yourself positiveness because it has to die like it said night has to leave when light appears hell yeah it cannot exist in the same room nope so boom put that together and that was me Swiss form hey <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it but uh now you know with with all that being said you know I hope that we were able to inspire you today to want to face your fears because absolutely. within this practice Nietzsche Daishonen is a daily practice. It's not something we just do on Sundays. No. It's not something we just do once a day. No. no. We pray every day. Every we, day. Every day, 15, 30 minutes, maybe even longer than yeah, that. Yeah, depending on how you feel, what it, you know it's in you. Yes, yes. And it's like, you know, within, within this practice, we also um, cherish the, uh, the studies and the practices of mentor and disciple. Absolutely. Mentor and disciple relationship is basically a relationship between the person that is um, challenging you and teaching you and the person that is learning and absorbing from you. And it's not just about 
a higher person, a higher authority teaching somebody lower and mm-hmm. still learning. No, it's about learning together yes. and grasping the concepts and going through life together and challenging. And that's what me and my sister-in-law, we do that together w- with this life. We do that with our family. We, Absolutely. Everything we encounter is a lesson and everything we encounter is also like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know right and so i wanted to read something out of our living buddhism we we get subscriptions every month um called living buddhism and world tribune and you can only get it within our organization which is right. soka gaikai international so i'm going to read this little bit for you fearful is the fickleness of the human heart fearful is an ingratitude to one's mentor mm-hmm now is the time to raise the golden curtain of never-ending victory to open the second act in the decisive battle for kozarufu which means world peace i will stand up and i will win when you say i will stand up and i will win that's a that's the absolute vow for yourself and everybody should say make it a again. vow say it again Blue. i will stand up and i will win mm. i will stand up and i will win if you never say I will this, I will do this. If it's not clear, you will never do it. You will never face your fears. You will never make those challenges for yourself. You will never succeed when you give up on yourself. Right. Flat out. And so, you know, like I said, within this practice, we we learn to be lions of justice. We learn to be um, the sunshine in our households. We, We learn to develop these acts of bravery because every day we have to face fears we have to face challenges we have to face these obstacles without facing it you're never going to move forward some people think you could just mask it and put it to the side we're not masking shit here no we just gave you all we we give it all to you we give it it all because i have no point to prove to anybody because at the end of the day i will strive as hard as i can to get to where i want to be to have a purpose in life to be able to teach, you know, it's not all about, you know, material things. Like I said, you know, I would love to have enough money so that I can help people and teach them to be happy. You know, mm-hmm. it's not about me being something for other people to see. Yeah. It's it's about me becoming my best to teach. Yes. You know what I'm saying? People got to have purpose or you just here for nothing. But um, James Allen, just to, you know, put, give another shout out uh is one of my favorite authors, so I will be. You guys need to get that. Mine is the master, the complete James um, Allen Treasury, mm-hmm. because I'll, I'll do a lot of reading out of this. But I had just uh, ran across this page, and it had something about it was underlined, but it say to fear or to worry is as simple as to curse. For how can one fear or worry if he and string stringily believes in the eternal justice, the omnipotent good the boundless love to fear to worry to doubt is to deny to disbelieve yes believing yes disbelief yeah that is the main <laughs> the main ingredient of fear yes you can't believe this situation going to happen or this right. what do you believe right. do you believe you got you can't contradict your thought you can't say you believe in this and turn around and do that like it's just you. It'll never work. It'll never work. So today is April. You know, see, I'm used to doing this April. Um, Even though I know what today is, the 12th, right? Yeah, today yeah. is the 12th. But I always ask because it's just a habit Just of in case. Yeah, just, just in, in case. case. It says, this is in his uh the book of meditation for every day of the year. So it says, for April 12th, he who is, who is overcome by force is not thereby overcome in his heart. He may be a greater enemy than before, but he who is overcome by the spirit of peace is thereby changed at heart. He that was an enemy has a has become a friend. Yes. The pure-hearted and wise have peace in their hearts. It enters into their actions. They apply it in their lives. It it, it is more powerful than strive. It conquers where force will fail. Its wings shield the righteous under its protection. The harmless are not harmed. It affords a secure shelter from the heat of selfish struggle. It is a refuge for the defeated, a tent for the lost, and a temple for the pure. Mm. Wow. Force and strive work upon the passions and fears. 
Force and strive work upon the passions and fears, Mm -hmm. but love and peace reach and reform the heart. When divine good is practiced, life is bliss. Bliss is the normal condition of the good man. That was James Allen um, Meditations for Every Day um, in the Year, April 12th. Thank you, Ms. Swissford. And I'm going to read the daily encouragement from our Soko Gaikai International website. Um, this is a Buddhism quote. She behind the couch. Yep, she behind the couch. I should just in left the, the building. <laughs> messing with the blinds. <laughs> um, daily encouragement. April 12th, young people are the leaders of the 21st century. For the reason it is important that you have an understanding of history, that you can see through to the heart of the of things. Um, a, and penetrating view of history is essential. A superficial one won't suffice. Suffice, that's what it means, yep. I like that. Yes. Because history is important. Yes, it is. But, that is what <laughs> shaped us. Right. And if you don't know your history, how could you be shaped? You shaped off the history you think you know. Mm-hmm. So his story, history, you know, his story, you know, this is the story that was given to us. But do we take the time out to look for the, the story? deeper meaning yeah, of, of the story, where we came, where from. We came from, you know, and mm-hmm. we're going to get into that because I, I, I'm going to share me, you know, going back to doing a DNA test and all that. Now I'm going to share all that with you guys because I will, I will survive. Right. <laughs> no, I but stand. I will. Yeah, I will stand. Yes, I will. And I am going to become whatever I was put to this earth to become because I will give my best. At every second, I will give my best. So, with that being said, what we got? Hey, what time we skating shit, on? We probably, overtime? I mean, yeah, we probably oh, overtime. Oh, Lord. It don't God. even matter. Shit. I, like I said, we, we chilling. We we afloat. We've we been... Yeah, we... Yeah, we, we way over? We way over. Oh, man. Oh, well. Look. Yeah. I hope we got our point across. Yeah. Like I said, to the... Face your fears, man. Face your fears. Stump figure your out, fears. Figure if you don't even know why you're afraid, figure it out. Figure it out. That's Be the brave start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the start to figure out what what sit and, and see what triggers. You know what what is it? What are you afraid of? Whatever you afraid of, take it and do it anyway. What Mama say? Feel the fear and do it anyway. Holla! I'm done. Right. Well. Thank you for listening, thank my you. my lovely uh, peoples, whoever's listening. Thank you for your Beautiful support. People. Thank I, you. I, we appreciate thank it. You. I had some people come up to me in the past week. We've been listening to your podcast. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. This is Black Gratitude. And remember to always be the sunshine you. in your household. And don't take it personal. <laughs> baby, 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 don't, <laughs> don't take, take it personal. personal. Alright, goodbye!